0: Salutations and Ave, welcome to Babylon Rising, a show about witchcraft, sexuality, and creativity. Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? Old rules? Isn't there more to everything than following a bunch of old rules? It feels great to be back with another new episode of the show, this time we'll be talking about a long beloved topic, something we touch on very frequently on the show, and that's going to be demons. In this episode, we're going to be talking about communicating with demons and some ideas for how to do so. Now, even though this episode will most likely be titled communicating with demons or how to speak to demons or something like that, uh, that doesn't mean the advice I'm giving is going to necessarily be be advice that is only applicable to speaking to demons and other infernal entities um generally the advice we're going to be discussing here is something that is going to be useful for you in a lot of different scenarios on your spiritual path depending on what you're interested in And another aspect to consider in speaking to any kind of spirit, demon or otherwise, is some spirits are going to have certain strengths and weaknesses um, that you are going to want to accommodate. Like a spirit just might not like communicating in a certain way or have a particular preference for a certain style of communication. Um, And that's something to consider. But... Either way, communicating with spirits, and in my case, and in a lot of people's cases, I'm guessing, speaking to demons is going to be a very important skill for you to hone. Like, specific, like spirit communication is a very important skill to hone. You know, again, depending on like what's right for your path, like keep that in mind. But if you are interested in working with demons, then you're going to need to be able to communicate with them and get messages from them for a lot of different reasons. And we'll get into that before we get into any of the advice, really. Now, why would you even want to communicate with demons? So, if you're going to be like asking spirits for favors or trying to build a relationship with demons, Um or whatever other like whatever you want from like your relationship with infernal entities you're going to need to be able to communicate them over a more like long-term course of your relationship it's not always that you're going to be in the middle of some very intense ritual workings even though some of what we're going to discuss can be added to um, some like very long form rituals. Um, but it is the case that uh, as you're working alongside demons for insight, for favor with them in your relationship to them, and for sp- spiritual evolution, um, you're going to have to be having a back and forth about whatever processes you guys are going through, whatever plans you're making and accomplishing alongside these infernal spirit you're gonna need to be able to discuss that with them you can't just be like you know as an example you can't just call your friend and be like okay like in a month from now from now i'm gonna need you to help me move and then just not speak to them for a month and then the day you're moving you're like okay so how come you aren't here at my apartment like why aren't you here yet Like, do you even have a ride? Like, do you know my address? You know, you're going to want to. And then what if plans change? What if you're like, you know, I asked you to come help me move in a month, but I need to I need help moving the next month. You know what I mean? As plans change, as you learn and grow and as your relationship with demons deepens, if that's, you know, what ends up working out for you. You're going to need to be able to speak to them and you're going to be able to you're going to need to be able to receive the messages that they're going to try to give you because and i know this is the case for all types of practitioners no matter the types of spirits they're working with spirits will sometimes reach out to you and say things to you and do things for you um, and you might not be able to understand what that is, like what they're saying to you or what they're doing for you, if you are not strengthening your ability to speak to them, Um, which is very important, especially considering being able to communicate with demons to the best of your ability is an important part of making sure you're not accidentally coming into contact with um, spirits that don't have your best intentions at mind, trickster type spirits spirits that want to just feed off of whatever energy that you're intending to go to a certain place to a certain spirit and they're sort of getting in the way of that and if you do not have the strongest you know abilities as a practitioner something like that might happen to you that you might not even realize it's happening or you might not be able to dispel that if it is happening which is a different conversation that is Sort of beyond the scope of this episode just keep in mind that being able to communicate with demons to the best of your ability is going to also be a part of your spiritual safety you know Whew. okay so i think first things first when it comes to communicating with demons um, is you're going to want to strengthen your natural abilities um, and you're also going to want to practice a lot you know don't be precious about this stuff i mean obviously you know it's sacred it's special um and we care about it a lot but also like we we all kind of have abilities psychic abilities for example psychic abilities are one way that we can communicate with demons among many other ways you don't necessarily have to be the strongest psychic uh, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to excel in one form of spirit communication or another. Um, and you want to appreciate whatever natural ability you have, whatever natural proclivity you have for maybe divination. Maybe it's you're an amazing tea leaf reader and whenever you speak to the demons through tea leaves, your messages are always super accurate. You know, for me, it's dreaming. I've mentioned before, I have a very robust dreaming skills, but keep in mind, part of the reason why dream, dreaming is one of my strongest abilities in terms of spiritual gifts is because I have spent a lot of time practicing strengthening my dreaming skills. Now I have an episode of the show, I believe it's just called Dreaming. Or Dream Magic, where I talk all about how to strengthen specifically your skills in dreaming, which can be very important to spirit communication and demon communication. Um, So keep in mind, you know, pay attention to what you feel attracted to, what you feel you're best at um, on an innate level, whether that is a psychic ability, whether that is a specific technique. Whatever your spiritual gifts are, pay attention to that. And also pay attention to practicing um, an assortment of skills. You know, keep in mind, like, even though I'm a great dreamer, I'm not always dreaming. And yeah, being a really skilled dreamer translates into other spiritual abilities. But that doesn't change the fact that there are circumstances where I need to speak to my spirits that my dreaming abilities are not going to help me with and so i have other methods of communicating with demons um whenever you know it is important to do so i have other methods uh that don't involve dreaming you know (sighs) sorry if you can hear my jewelry jingling jangling I'm getting really into this episode. I feel like I'm on fire. I just did a bunch of spells earlier too. And I got this great energy going in my room. So that's probably part of it. Um, So the, okay. Yes, you want to pay attention to your spiritual gifts. You want to practice. These are just general considerations in demon communication. Uh, But the actual first step, the real first step of speaking to demons is to ask them to be present to the conversation. Even if you are just saying out loud, you know, whatever that means for you, like you want to initiate communication. You want to say, hey, insert demon name here. I'm interested in a relationship with you. What do you think of that? Um, and whether that is through some kind of elaborate initiatory ritual, um, whether you got a broken tea light, you know, a single match, and you maybe drew the sigil of the demon on a piece of paper after looking it up on the internet, you know, it can be very elaborate and beautiful and it can be very cheap and ugly. And I've had both types of rituals. I've practiced, you know, when I was in a weird situation where I didn't really have um, a proper place to live, I was staying with family and I did initiate new relationships and I was trying to maintain new relationships with the demons, that was what I needed. Part of how I survived mentally, spiritually, emotionally through those more difficult moments in my life is through my more active work with the demons Um, and so those relationships I still found a way to communicate with those spirits, even in a weird limbo situation, right? And part of how I did that was through asking and through initiating contact. You know, even if you just close your eyes and imagine the spirit sigil in your mind and vibrate their name and ask them to communicate with you, ask them to spend time with you and to hear your call and consider your requests you know for how you would like to engage with some kind of partnership with them if you're trying to change your life if you're trying to change the world if you're trying to just you know survive if that's what you would like to talk about say that communicate that in some way um and that can be in big ways or small ways um but you got to take the first step unless you know the spirit is trying to reach out to you if the demon is trying to contact you if you're say more experienced or you're just sort of you just sort of have an energy that's attracting this demon to you and they're sort of you know you get the sense that they are sending things your way or putting things in front of you um that are associated with them that sort of Definitely, I imagine that's the experience of someone who has a bit more experience with spirit work, Um, because definitely as I've sort of gotten older and I've become more experienced, I've reflected on experiences I've had in a spiritual context and thought, you know, now that I think about that, that was this spirit then that I work with now, you know? Or it was this spirit that maybe I don't work with anymore, but it was working with me before I was working with it, you know? So that's sort of something you can get better at noticing as you strengthen your abilities. So I think now we can get into the meat and potatoes of this episode, which is what are some of the ways that you can communicate with demons if that's what you're interested in? I think divination... I think really divination catch all as a catch all for like spirit work and communicating with any kind of spirit. But again, we're talking about demons. Um, Divination is just a great go to because you can find a method of communication that matches almost any lifestyle and that can be made out of garbage or it can be beautiful expensive delicate tools that if anything happened to these tools you would you know flip your shit whatever it is divination you have pendulums you have tarot you have oracle you have playing cards you have tea leaves you have candle wax you have dice you have um oh my gosh there's so many forms of divination that i like cannot remember the name off the top of my head, but like stone divinations, divination with rocks where you toss the rocks and how, how they lie um, can correspond to a specific divinatory meaning. And there are different kinds of like throwing stone type, like bone divination is one of them, but people make sort of bone like magpie divination sets that's just, you know, charms and broken jewelry and you put it in a bag you shake it up, you toss it on the table, and the placement and the relationship of the pieces to each other and to where they fall is the the divinatory meaning you want to divine. There are many forms of divination, Um, and in terms of my experience, um, and also candle flames, I I've used candle flames before. Um candle flames are weird because you want to keep in mind like the thing about spirit work and divination like candles um is that you do want to rule out like random shit happening. Random shit that is irrelevant to your spiritual practice is going to be a part of anyone's life and especially the practitioner's life you don't want to be the kind of person that you know the fan behind you turned and like blew your candle out and you're like oh my fucking god it's a demon the demons are here they're speaking to me um you don't want to just think every random piece of shit that happens in your life is a demon speaking to you because I mean, for a lot of reasons, it's bad for a lot of reasons. You don't want to be so disconnected from consensus reality that you can't recognize a mundane situation that you have to deal with from a mundane perspective and spirit work that can change your life and, you know, purify your soul, whatever. Um, You don't want to be, like, lost in the sauce, basically. And I have talked about the way magic can make people, like, lose their minds in an episode called Magic and Madness. And this is very, very important to consider, especially when we're talking about speaking to demons. You don't want to lose yourself and lose your grip on consensus reality because that's bad. You have to remember that the reason why we're speaking to these entities um, and we're visiting these like amazing places on the astral plane is that we want to bring something back with us to our mundane lives we want to change our lives we want to change the world we want to change our relationships um with ourselves with people around us whatever it is but you have to remember that the crazy astral otherworldly shit that we get up to is for the sake of manifesting it into our mundane lives So that's why you don't want to, like, even if you just care about the magic and your true love is magic, which I understand and respect, um, mine is as well. You have to remember that we're trying to manifest that magic on this realm where it can change our material conditions, you know? (sighs) So back to divination and random shit versus demons communicating to us. So the other thing is when crazy shit actually happens, because Matt... I'm not going to sit here and be a practitioner of magic for how long have I been practicing? I'm no elder by any means, but I've been practicing for a number of years by this point. I've made some mistakes and I've learned some things. And I have to say that like magic makes weird shit happen in your life. If you're doing magic, weird, genuinely strange circumstances will befall you. And you want to be able to notice those and appreciate those and feel accomplished by these things instead of like, you know, a slight breeze, you know, blew your single leaf of paper off your desk and your AC just turned on. So it was probably that and be like, oh my God, it was a demon. Because when the actual freaky shit happens, you want to be able to distinguish it and appreciate it um, for what it is. So keep that in mind for all of the methods. Um, that we're going to be discussing further but that's just something that was on my mind when I brought up um flames candle flames um which I have used but I use less because it's hard I like I'm it's like distracting because I'm always thinking about like did the AC cut on like is the fan behind me doing something funky like what is it you know I don't want to bother with that I want something that I have to worry about less so I don't bother with candle flames but yeah there are many many forms of divination there are many types of classes free or otherwise that you can attend on the internet of beautiful talented experienced practitioners but i will say if you have like a piece of string and a slightly weighted object and you tie the two together you've got a pendulum Reading pendulums, it's really easy. It's a very common form of divination that you see in a lot of cultures. um, And it can be a great go-to. There's yes, there's no. It's great, you know. Um, I've used pendulums for spiritual communication. Not with demons, for for ancestor communication. But it's essentially the same. Um, I've used tarot specifically for demon communication. And, um, you know, I have friends that use playing cards. And, you know choose um, a form of divination that works for you, uh, that you can practice and get good at, that is accessible to you, and always have it in your back pocket because when all else fails, you can whip up your pendulum and do a little pendulum reading and go from there. You know, when you don't have the access to one type of spirit communication but you need to speak to the spirits that you work with like you want to have a bunch of things in your magical toolkit to work from um so next i'm gonna say that a great way for communicating with demons is to ask them for a sign quote unquote now what does that mean exactly i mean asking the demon to speak into your life through circumstances and serendipity you know uh this is a great one be like you know after you initiate that communication be like demon if you have heard my call if you are willing to communicate further with me show me a blue butterfly and then just wait and see and something you know you're gonna see a blue butterfly and it's gonna be like oh wow like honestly this is a very tried and true method relying on the i mean all of this is about relying on the oddities of the human mind but asking for a sign i know it's something that maybe newer people to demon work specifically might not feel comfortable with because i mean i guess you some people don't want demons running amok in their life i do personally um But, you know, if you don't, I understand why this is not maybe a go-to for some people to be like, demon, insert demon name here. You notice I'm not saying any names because I don't want to accidentally evoke shit that I'm not ready for. So uh, maybe I also don't want demons to run amok in my life. You know, maybe I'm a bit of a hypocrite, but either way, please insert demon name here if you've heard my call, if you are willing to communicate with me further, um, show me a red baseball cap I don't know it could be anything it could be something that corresponds to them like maybe a certain bird is associated with them or a certain animal or whatever sort of is within their domain like a key or something is associated with them or the color orange whatever it is it can be something that's very specific to them and corresponds to their domain um it could also be like random shit like because the thing is like we don't necessarily know everything about demons just from what has been pre-recorded, and there are plenty of demons that we have not recorded yet that you can discover and work with, or even, you know, working with egregors, but that's like, again, not within the scope of this conversation. We're talking about demon communication here, so... We don't necessarily know everything about demons and you don't necessarily have to go with like old school associations for demons. Like, for example, you might like in another context, but still on the subject of demon communication, you might learn that a certain demon prefers when you burn a, you know, fruity tootie candle that you got from Bath and Body Works. And it's like, did they have fruity tootie candle in the olden days, and that's what they were offering to this demon. No, probably not. But, you know, you can learn through working with demons over time if they have something that they prefer you to give them. Um, and sometimes it's really cool when you see other practitioners and they're like, yeah, the spirit also told me that this is what they want. shit like that is just so good. You know, when we all accidentally come to very similar conclusions about these spirits, it's, it's just mesmerizing. Anyways asking for a sign you know you want to think about what you want to ask for it shouldn't just be everything don't be like show me a photocopier when you know that you you have a photocopier right beside your desk and you work from home and you're going to see it all the time like you know ask for something special make it meaningful um Something that you wouldn't expect to see every day. Um, But again, it doesn't have to be necessarily a super traditional thing to see from a spirit, necessarily, you know? I had an experience um, because this is sort of advice that I got. Basically, let me give you the the secret. This is advice I stole from like new agers. And I just apply it to demons now. Um, But the advice that new agers gave me when I was sort of lurking in new age spaces was like, oh, ask your spirit guides to give you a sign, blah, blah, blah. And I tried it and it worked. And so if you try something and it works, like no matter who is giving the advice, you want to appreciate that it works. You know, you want to take advantage of what you learn from others whether you may agree with them all the time or not you know it was good advice at the time it's advice that i still use now um so like whatever you know it's just funny to think about (laughs) this was advice i was given to contact my spirit guide um and instead i use it to speak to demons all the time um especially new demons i'm working with but old demons too like you can say demon ask them a question maybe you have a longer standing relationship with them and ask them a the question and say okay if the answer is yes show me this sign show me a red baseball cap you know um so it's not just this advice isn't necessarily just super duper beginner stuff it's all about how you apply things so like asking for signs it can be like oh if you want to initiate this relationship or it can be hey like i'm doing this is the decision i've made what do you think about it show me this if if you think positively about this decision i'm making um that's also the technique i use for like tarot kind of i'll be like this is sort of what i'm doing what do you think about what i'm doing and then i'll pull some tarot cards um to sort of ruminate on what the spirits are thinking about what i'm doing um but like Again, you can use... You're supposed to be using these things in concert with one another, you know? Um, So the other thing is your psychic abilities. Um, So psychic abilities like clairaudience, clairsentience, clairvoyance, and claircognizance are going to also be very important to your journey with communicating with demons, most likely. (laughs) Um, So that is clear audience this is hearing voices um or hearing sounds or hearing music um in you know in the context of like spiritual workings i mean not just like randomly hearing shit like obviously if anything is happening to you and you are feeling alarmed speak to a mental professional or a counselor of some kind that can find you help like If you are feeling very paranoid and distressed by anything you know to the point that it is like you know you're getting lost in the sauce like yes i sometimes talk about like magical madness in a very flippant way and i've also talked about experiences i've had that really edged a fine line between you know whatever mental health issues i have to deal with and also like negative effects of magic like there are things to skirt the line it can be really weird and complicated, but like if something is like ruining your fucking life, like seek help, you know. But anyways, clear audience, that's the voices. Maybe you hear a voice. Maybe you hear a song. Maybe you hear a sound. Um, clearer. What I'm like losing my jack of thought. Sorry, clear sentience, which is feelings like having just a really strong out of nowhere feeling about something like maybe you meet somebody like say you're working with a demon getting to know them insert demon name here you know and you're sort of trying to find better relationships with human people you're like all these people i was dealing with they ain't shit i cut them out of my life i want to build new healthy relationships with people this is what you and the demon are working on right and then say you are in a situation where you are meeting new people you meet this new person and then you all of a sudden feel really negatively about them like to a noticeable degree not just like um i don't like their hair color you know like we all think stupid petty shit about each other don't lie but like if you have a very strong negative reaction to somebody like the way i would describe it is like the kind of strong negative emotion you would have to somebody who you knew well and genuinely disliked um, having that feeling, except someone you've never met before, that would be clairsentience. And that would be an example of what we would call a like psychic gift, you know, no feelings, strong feelings about things. Okay. So you have clairaudience, clairsentience, you have clairvoyance, which is Sights, that's like the one everyone knows, seeing things. Everyone is really interested in seeing spirits. Um, The thing about all of these, I mean, okay, we're going to get to the end before I round off, but clairvoyant. Seeing spirits, maybe you see spirits out of the corner of their eye your eye and maybe they're there standing there doing something, pointing at something like they're over there, they're doing something and you're getting messages from them. It could also be that they put signs in your mind, like you're trying to communicate with a demon and then you close your eyes and they show you their, their sigil or this is something I've heard people talk about, like um trying to sense the sigil of demons and you know when you see something using clairvoyance to like see the color associations or like get like sort of glean more information about a spirit using clairvoyance and their sigil together you know Um, there are a lot of good uses for clairvoyance that aren't just seeing crazy spirit shit which you know that's great though we love that um Something else to consider is that if you maybe don't have a strong sense of clairvoyance, like you just want with your true eyes, I don't know, with your mundane sight to see spirits, because some people see spirits with their mundane eyes versus with their, you know, seeing with something other than your, you know, your eyes that you have in your head, you know? I've never really worked on my clairvoyance because I have very poor vision and I wear glasses and there was a big fuck up with my glasses and I haven't fixed the big fuck up yet so I have glasses and they don't work and it's the bane of my existence but anyways I don't like to use um the other thing is if you use scrying mirrors and you wear glasses you might like get the glint of your glasses in the Uh, reflective surface of this crying mirror so like it's a whole thing with clairvoyance so it's not a skill that I've necessarily strengthened to the greatest degree but keep in mind clairvoyance is also things like seeing things when you close your eyes being like I'm communicating with the spirit and then they're showing you things in your mind's eye um things like that so keep that in mind Last, we have claircognizance, which is um, knowing things. Like, knowing something's going to happen before it happens. You know, that can be, especially in dangerous situations, that can be spirits warning you. Like, if you are just like, I know that this is going to happen. And then you just, you continue on. Like, you didn't get that feeling. Um, And then the thing happens and you're like, fuck, I should have listened. It was probably the demons trying to tell me to... Fix my shit, and then I didn't. Uh, that's totally a thing. Um, so keep that in mind. These are all sort of abilities we all have to greater or lesser degrees, and we can always strengthen. They're more like muscles than they are like innate, uh, stagnant abilities. Like, And also, I think at least, that you can sort of lose strength and, ab- and ability, you know? I am not necessarily the worst with clairvoyance spirits often show me things in my mind and also i do a lot of scrying which is a divination method that can strengthen clairvoyance because you know i've talked about scrying before and the way that um the human mind in certain circumstances is very prone to strange behavior hearing things seeing things whatever you put us in the right setting and that's what's gonna happen either way um so keep that in mind you know sitting around wearing noise canceling headphones and just really paying attention you might hear something weird oh I'm sorry if you heard me open my water bottle usually I would just pause the recording and get a drink of water because my room is so fucking hot it's ridiculous wait I'm gonna get a drink excuse me yeah, surprisingly, my throat is not dry, but it's just really hot. <sighs> and you heard me close the water bottle. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, talking about psychic abilities, once again, these are abilities that you can strengthen and that you can maintain their strength. And that's a beautiful thing. All right. If you're not the best with clairaudience, you can strengthen that uh, ability by using music in your rituals, um, having really strong relationships to songs and things, um can help you to strengthen your clear audience um communicating with a demon they might be like you might get song lyrics in your head um or you might get lyrics and be like what is what is that from and then you look it up and it's sort of the answer to the question you've been asking you know clairvoyance i sort of talked about that before Um, in all of these cases like engaging with art and imagination is going to generally, like, that's one big way that you can strengthen any of your psychic abilities. You want to have a very active imagination, you know, because that just strengthens those skills. Like I said, I one of my strong, strongest ugh, spiritual gifts is dreaming, and that translates into other aspects. What I meant by that is when I close my eyes and go to sleep... Uh, My dreaming skills are very apt. I remember my dreams. I often have lucid dreams, um, et cetera, et cetera. But also, I'm a very strong daydreamer. I daydream a lot. It's actually a bit of a problem in my life that I'm trying to manage so I don't, you know, like ruin my life, whatever. I've talked a bit in the one of the last episodes, I think I talked a bit about Working with a demon and asking them to really amplify this ability of mine that I know is already very strong and how it really fucked with me So like keep that in mind if you're asking demons for help with any of your spiritual gifts, which you can do um, Keep in mind it might not be the greatest idea like I love loud music Um, but also loud music will deteriorate your hearing over time. So that's sort of the kind of thing you want to keep in mind. I have a very vivid imagination. I have a very vivid daydreaming skills and dreaming skills. And it was already really good. It didn't need to be more good because then I felt like I felt like I was losing touch with reality. So yeah, Claire knowing clear cognizance, knowing things. This is like, I think a very common thing that people attribute to communicating with spirits and demons alike. Like you just get the feeling that something's going to happen that you don't want to happen. Or you get the feeling, hey, you should do this because this will happen. You know, whatever it is. I think this is a sort of experience that a lot of people have. They're like, I don't know why I thought that this would happen if I did this, but then I did it, you know? Um, in my experience, in terms of clairsentience, uh, which is another one of my stronger spiritual abilities is that here's the thing when you're communicating with demons, it's going to be all of these things at once. Like you're going to be whipping out your pendulum. They're going to be showing you symbols in your head and they're going to be giving you weird feelings. And, you know, all of these things are happening at once. Like I'm sort of breaking it down so that you can think very intentionally about what you want to be in your spiritual toolbox and keep in mind that like not all demons want the same things so like one demon might be like when i talk to you i want to talk to you through tarot and another demon might be like when i talk to you it's going to be through visions and another demon might only communicate through song lyrics and candle wax divination like you know what i mean it's a lot of moving pieces at once, and I'm sort of breaking it down over the course of this conversation. So, I think we're going to touch on sort of invocation, basically. Not in depth. Have I done an episode on invocation? I'm pretty sure the episode I did was on evocation. and I think that was over the course of the Chaos Fucking Magic episode. You know what I don't remember? I've touched on a few of these ideas before but we're specifically talking about it in the context of communicating with demons here so keep that in mind so in terms of invocation what i mean is welcoming the demon into yourself in order to receive messages from them basically possession call possession call it invocation any way you work with a spirit you're invoking them. You're sort of invoking and evoking them. To me in general, I look at invocation as any time you're asking a spirit to work through your life versus any time you ask a spirit to work through you. That's more invocation. But whenever you're communicating with demons, like they're affecting you. They're changing you. Um so it's it's complicated. Like I said, there's a lot of moving pieces at once. But welcoming the demon into you as a form of partial possession um slash invocation because here's the thing like there are certain there are levels to this shit okay and if you are alone and you you're like you know what I want to do? I want to invoke insert demon demon name here. Yes, I still refuse to say any demon names. <laughs> um so if that's your plan, you like depending on what that experience is like for you like obviously if you don't know you don't know but like keep in mind that invocation and possession can sometimes be an experience where something else is inside of you and you don't remember what happened afterwards you wake up and you're like I thought I was doing an invocation. What happened? And the spirit's like, later, great conversation. Bye. You know what I mean? So like, if you're going that style of invocation slash possession, you want to maybe do that with somebody around like a spotter, like, like how they have in gymnasiums. I don't know about sports, but I'm pretty sure that's a thing. When you're lifting heavy weights, you have someone spot you. Yeah. You might want to have someone spot you, but like magically. So, you know, um, just in case it becomes an experience where you have lost full control and fully don't remember what happened but if you're doing something that's more even even like you both sort of have control at this you both have control at the same time so you remember what you're doing and what you're saying as this demon um That's definitely more of the way to go if you're alone, which I mostly do this stuff alone. So when I do any kind of invocation or possession, like for me, it has to be halfway because I want to remember what's said. Like, I mean, the whole point of this is that I want to get something out of the experience, you know, Um, not to make every relationship seem transactional alone. But it is true. You want to be there Um, if no one else is gonna be there to document what's going on. But that's the thing, if you're going for some kind of uh, full invocation of that demon, like why not take advantage of technology and record it, set up a camera um, recording your ritual and recording your invocation so that even if you don't remember what happens or what was said, then you have a record of it and you can reference it later. Never hesitate to combine technology and magic. Technology and magic are both our future. Actually, our future is probably like climate catastrophe and climate refugees. But like, other than that, that's also a part of our future. But like, I feel like in the good future, it's technology and magic. That's, you know. Anyways, I'm getting slightly off topic. But what I'm trying to say is never hesitate to to take advantage of technology in your practice even for communicating with spirits I'll never forget I was doing some documenting with my camera of some ritual work I was doing and my camera freaked out and it was terrifying when spirits affect your technology that's really scary to me like spirit moves a chair across the room unlikely maybe possible but also very unlikely but also if it happened way less scary than my very expensive camera freaking the fuck out because I'm doing weird spirit stuff. Much more scary, I have to say. I've never been able to like replicate it like or like even figure out what happened, but it was a very disturbing experience. I mean, that's sort of just a one-off to keep in mind, you know, take advantage of technology, in your communication with spirits however that looks like for you it's ne- it's almost never a bad idea um use a random generator on the internet um there are plenty of those and random number generation generators are a great resource for divination because i mean that's kind of what we're doing when we do divination you're picking random symbols and then divining their meaning based on you know them popping up right so keep that in mind Um, But we're still talking about invocation. So another thing with invocation, like I mentioned, sometimes invocation involves losing full control of your bodily functions um, and having no memory of the situation after the fact. Other times invocation can involve both you and the demon being in control at the same time. And that can be taken advantage of in the form of automatic writing. You invoke the spirit into you to move through you, to speak through you, and allow them to write through you. Um, And you just put the pen to paper and you turn off your mind and sort of they are the active, you know, mover and shaker in that situation and they're notating their messages to you in that way. Another great way to communicate because you have everything left over for reference, like it's different than recording everything with a video. And I wouldn't personally be opposed to the idea of doing both, even if it might seem a bit excessive. Um, But you know, it sort of helps you skip a few steps like prior because something I've been mentioning more and more frequently in these episodes is write everything down, take very detailed notes. This is a part of the process of ruling out like regular mundane shit and like actually noticing and appreciating the genuinely amazing stuff that you can do when you work with demons, um, and you know, getting into the last few few methods that I've mentioned, um, you know, possession, par- partial possession, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I understand that really any way that you communicate with demons can be very daunting to people, and my general advice for that is don't be too precious. Um, be willing to initiate if that's what you want. Um, don't be afraid to respond if that's the message you're getting. Um, and practice makes perfect. Definitely exercising these skills frequently, uh, is only going to be to your benefit because honestly, genuinely, if you practice all of these skills I've discussed, you have a method of divination, you- you know you have other methods that you favor whatever all together um if you choose another path these are still going to be assets to your practice so do keep that in mind um and the other thing i want to mention one more time is that these are sort of all happening at once in a good ritual you know um and in a good well-rounded spiritual practice because like i said these aren't necessarily things that you want to only employ deep within the confines of ritual um and a lot of these methods about half of them i would say involve your real life where you really live we don't live in a constant state of spiritual ecstasy as much as we wish that was the case or i mean i'm i don't wish that anymore i learned my lesson the hard way but (laughs) uh and that's the other thing you know this is all about trying to change ourselves change our lives you know through relationships with the infernal divine and isn't that just a beautiful thing I think so at least and that's why I made this episode and that's why I make this podcast we have now reached the very end of this episode of the show if you have questions or concerns please feel free to email me at Babylon Rising Podcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram, where I basically live. My Instagram page is venus.libitna, and both my Instagram and email are always linked in the episode description. If you can, please support the show by either donating a few dollars a month to the Patreon page, that's patreon.com forward slash Rising, or instead by leaving a rating and review on iTunes. Both types of support keep Babylon Rising on the net. All that information and more is always in the episode show notes, so feel free to check those out. Until next time, Ave Babylon.